Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Infinite Snap Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Richie, also known as Shadow DTV. We've got my boy Justin here, as always. How are you doing, Justin? Very good, very good. Uh, I hear you've been playing some Marvel Snap. <laughs> yeah, I've been still playing a, a ton of Marvel Snap, which yep. is good. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of, like, there's a little bit of a hiatus the last, like, last season, but I've been playing a fair bit this season, all the new cards... Lots of our uh, new decks coming out, which has just made the games kind of reinvigorated my joy, the joy of playing Marvel Snap. Um, so that's been pretty fun so far. Uh, let's let's go through the topics that we've got today. There's a ton of stuff. Like it feels like we had a global launch, and then like a month and a half later, two months now, we're just getting tons of like every week. There's something happening in Marvel Snap, which is really cool. So we're going to go through featured locations and the hot location for this week. We're going to take a look at some uh, meta decks in the uh, in Marvel Snap. Uh, the Marvel Snap Zone posted a really cool meta tier list. Uh, Null dropped today, so you can now unlock Null in the uh, collect as in pool five. So you could unlock it on the uh, in a cache, or you could buy it with your collector's tokens. So we're going to discuss that. Cosmetic bundles. Uh, there's a bunch of them coming out at the moment. We're going to discuss the pricing of them, what our thoughts are on them, if they're a good value for money, and a couple of things that they can uh, that buying these bundles will achieve. Um, we're going to go through. Uh, so, so there was a, a song that dropped this week that was uh, kind of interesting. I feel like most people who uh, follow Marvel Snap Twitter or other social medias probably heard about it. And of course, the big big news of the week: Marvel Snap winning. Oh, dude, spoiler alert, spoiler alerts. No, Marvel, Marvel Snap did win uh, the Game Awards Best Mobile Game for 2022, which is like absolutely huge. We discussed on the podcast if we thought it had a chance of winning uh, with the Ridiculous Hat. So we're going to discuss uh, the big award that they won as well. So that's really, really cool. All right, let's roll that intro and get straight into today's topics. Okay, so Justin, been playing some Marvel Snap, so have I. I have been uh, playing a, a cool deck that we'll go through in a moment. Uh, what deck have you been playing this week? Um, I have been smashing Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, hey, it's a pretty good card. Yep. Pretty good card. Uh, um, Silver Surfer came out the day of our last podcast, so yes, I haven't really right. around with it yeah, too much. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've been playing it ever since then. Really yeah. good card. Probably, maybe maybe one of the best cards or the best card, maybe apart from Wave that has come out with the season pass. Interesting. Well, we'll talk about, uh, we'll definitely talk about Silver Surfer because I, I'm not playing a Silver Surfer deck now, but I did early in the week when the card came out. Uh, yep. Very cool card, like you said. I think it was a great sort of card for a se the season pass. Um, cool character as well, so I'm um, pretty happy with Silver Surfer so far. Uh, why don't you take us through the actual, uh, I guess, your Silver Surfer deck? Um, so, let me bring it up real quick. So, yeah, so, 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 so for, my, yeah, tell everyone what Silver Surfer does. So, Silver Surfer um, is a three-cost card with zero power, and he reads something along the lines of, give your other three-cost so cards it's on reveal. plus three power. On reveal. Sorry, That's on, important. on reveal. Give you other three cost cards plus three power. Yep. So, um, so awesome card. Yeah. So you're essentially while you bring up your deck, you're essentially uh, getting all your three cost cards out. Uh, even if you can find ways to make them cheaper, can be handy. And then playing Silver Surfer to I guess buff all of those cards. Yeah. Correct. So 
Originally, when I when I had a Silver Surfer deck um, that I made myself, I just like dropped a bunch of three cost cards: yep. um, Silver Surfer, Wong, Mystique, and Sarah. Yep. Um, what I found with that was um, it was it was a really good deck, but there was so much. I was coming up against so many Cosmos, and yep. you drop a Wong on turn four. They have a chance to Cosmo. Yeah. Then even if they don't, you drop Mystique on turn five. Yeah. Then they just have another massive chance to Cosmo. And yeah. then by turn six, like I swear, maybe fifty percent of games, it was just like blocked with Cosmo. Yeah. And you kind lose. of. Yeah. So then um, I started playing this deck, which is actually on the. It's actually a tier one deck on the on the tier list. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's it's called Serical Surfer. Yep. So it's got um, Nova and Hang on, I'll bring it up. I'll bring the deck up bring if I'm going to talk about it. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure this is the deck I kind of played as well. Uh, yeah. So let's bring it up. So there it is. That's the one. So you've got Nova, um, which synergizes with Killmonger. So you, Nova's just like an easy one drop, get it out early. Yep. Um, and then Killmonger's like, you know, your your three cost card, which gets buffed by a Silver Surfer. Yep. Um, You've got Forge in there for like a two drop. Um, Forge pairs really well with Brood. So Forge will give Brood plus two power. Yep. And then the Broodlings also get plus two power. So they, they become like, you know, three Broods for with four power each. Already, yep. Um, Goose is, I never thought of playing Goose, but it's, I've never played Goose before to be honest, but really good card in this deck because um, your only card above three cost is Sarah. Yeah. So you can drop you can drop Goose in one lane and like they just they can't get like a massive amount of power. Yes. And you can because you can just drop Goose with Brood. That's like two cards that you're committing there and you can buff Brood with Silver Surfer and yep. it's like al- almost like insta win for that lane. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you've got Cosmo in this deck. Um, again, Cosmo is just like a three cost with a bit of disruption. Yep. It gets buffed, buffed by Silver Surfer. Obviously, you don't want to play Silver Surfer in the same lane. <laughs> but um, uh, often the thing that I was doing is I'd play Goose in one lane, Cosmo in another lane, and that's just like heaps of disruption for your opponent. Yep. Um, and then on that Cosmo lane uh, also synergizes with some cards like Maximus. Yes. Maximus is a three cost. Seven power, but your opponent draws two cards. So you stop on that. reveal. Yep. So you stop that. Um, and also massive power with Maximus. Um, yeah. You've got Juggernaut and Storm in there, which is the classic um, Storm on turn three. And then Juggernaut. when your opponent tries to commit to that location, you Juggernaut. So then yep. their cards, yeah, get um, um, get like pushed away. away yep. Another lo- pushed away to another yep. location. Um, you have Polaris there, which is interesting. Um, what did I often do with Polaris? I think Polaris, Polaris is good, obviously, because it's just like a five, a five power three yeah. cost, so it gets buffed. And I think another thing with Polaris is, um, like if you storm and they play like a couple, like like a one or two cost, and you can just pull it out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then also like they'll play, you know, you play Goose in one lane, then they play like you know one or two drops yeah. in that location, and you can pull them out with Polaris. <laughs> I think it's um, great. It's pretty good. And then Sarah just enables you to play. Um, Every three deck. of your <laughs> yeah, yeah, three three of your three cost cards on turn six yes. because they all reduce the two cost. Um, man, it's such a good deck. I had so much success with this deck. Probably the past like 
five days or for five days since maybe tuesday or wednesday i was playing this deck yep and i went from rank like 70 to 80 with this deck very nice pretty quickly it was pretty good but um i don't know if we want to go through it now but i actually unlocked bast yesterday oh okay um finally got enough tokens so i've been playing i've been playing the top deck okay let's have a look at uh, the other one. Yeah, we'll look at it now What? because you yeah, have been playing it. So the Negative yeah, Surfer. Negative Surfer. Yep. Yeah. So this deck, I, I also tried to put Mr. Negative and Silver Surfer in the same deck myself originally, yep. um, which did work, but Bast just makes it so much better. Yeah. Um, so Bast has the on reveal, um, which reads all of cards in hand. Uh, set the power of all cards in your hand to three. Yep. Um, and you have a lot of low cost, uh, low power cards in yes. in hand uh, in this deck, so they all go to three. So it just enables things, even as simple as Adam Warrior. You know, he goes from a two zero. Um, at the end of your turn, you draw a card if you're winning that location. Yep. You know, he doesn't do much on his own, but with three power, he does. Um, yeah. Forge, forge again with Brood. Yep. Uh, Mojo is pretty good because you're often filling you're filling all your locations Mr. most Negative, of the time, yeah. especially with Brood and Mr. Negative. Yes. Um, Mr. Fantastic and Mystique and Rogue and Wolfsbane at your three costs along with Brood. Yeah. They'll get buffed by Silver Surfer. Um, and then there's your Mr. Negative. So it, it's a really, I think it's a really I think, good deck. I think it's it, the, the synergy between Mr. Negative and Bast is really good because... Bast is buffing cards in your hand, and then Mr. Negative is only f- swapping the cards in deck. So Bast doesn't actually, like, like it's not like an anti-synergy with Mr. Negative. They kind of work perfectly together. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, about, the thing about both of these decks is you don't necessarily, like, Silver Surfer is not your win condition. He, like, if you I play mean, him end game. Uh, he, okay, he kind of is, but it's not. You know, you don't have Wong in this deck yep. um, or the other one. And I yep. think that Wong just made the deck so predictable. Yeah, for um, sure. And your opponent could shut it down, whereas these two decks don't play Wong at all, um, but they still work so well. And with Mr. Negative in this deck, you know, if you can get a zero five Iron Man and a zero three Mystique, yep. it's like it's game over pretty much. So I think that's the point we make a lot about the game is that in Marvel Snap, it's not about who gets the most power. It's about whose deck is the least predictable. Yeah. And and that's like, like, would you rather win two cubes every game because your opponent, you know, you snap, they play a turn and then they go, oh, you've won, retreat. Or, you know, you, you pull out all the stops on turn six, your opponent couldn't even see it coming and you get eight cubes. You know, that's generally, you want to con your, pl- your opponent into, you're bluffing them into thinking that they're going to win. And you want to be able to always win those games. So I think this deck does that in a way where, like, when you have Wong, it's very obvious, okay, they're going to... Wong, Mystique, oh, they're going to do something crazy. I'm going to retreat now. Or I'm going to block it with Cosmo. Whereas they don't know where you're going to play Silver Surfer. They don't know where Iron Man's going to go. Like, they, they actually... Your opponent doesn't actually know what your plays are. So I think that's definitely why, yeah, this deck is good. Uh, as yep. well as the other Silver Surfer deck. Now, I think the other Silver Surfer deck... More people will be able to build it because this one you obviously need Bast, which is a pull five card. So you you will also need Bast for this deck. So I think the fact that you can just buy Silver Surfer Season Pass, buy the Season Pass, and just play a deck, like a, a tier one deck straight away is pretty cool. 
Yeah. For sure. Also, just want to point out, like, the stats on this deck, 2.8 average cost, which is so nothing. Low. Yeah. And 0 0.8 power. Yeah. But it just shows how unpredictable this deck is. Like, 0 0.8 power. Yeah, but, but you got to remember, it's a Mr. Negative half, half deck. Of, like, yeah, half of those yeah. decks, half, half of those stats you can, um, you can flip, and Bast enables that even more. Like if we look at a if we look at a the, the other version of the deck, it's going to be a very different story. I think like what's this one? Uh, yeah, like two point eight power. So they're very they're different decks in what they're trying to do. But I mean, yep. they're kind of centered around Silver Surfer as a card. Um, it's really cool. It's making a lot of these sort of like midi mid sort of three cost cards being used a lot more. I mean, a lot of these cards were already being used, but I think it just enables them a lot more. Um, I've been having fun with Silver Surfer as well. Uh, any more to say on Silver Surfer? Top card, uh, five out of it's, five. <laughs> it's it's a five. It's definitely a five out of five. It's yep. a really good card. Do yep. you do you reckon it gets nerfed at some point? Uh, I think it. I think it probably will get nerfed at some point. Yeah. Even just even if it's something as simple as you know, give your three cost cards plus two instead of plus three. Okay. Yep. All right. Interesting. Because I think I think it I think it'd still be viable. Yeah. Maybe give him like one power or something. Uh. Yeah. Potentially. Yep. Cool. All right. So that is Silver Surfer. We've both been checking out some Silver Surfer decks. I have actually been trying out the last day or so. Um. I've actually been trying out this pretty cool. Leech deck. Um, I'm not exactly sure if Derogen... So, uh, that's where I found the deck. Uh, so, big shout out to uh, Derogen. I don't actually know if he created the deck. I think he might have. But I can't... Uh, I, like, I couldn't actually find anything else. So, I went with this. This is... I'm going to say that uh, Pioneer of the deck. Basically, um, you, you saw this deck list, didn't you, Justin? Uh, we were talking about it in the chat yeah. today with our other friends. Um so that's where I saw it. I, yeah. I don't really think I've seen it on so like chat, while, while I've been playing. Chat it. It literally awesome. just said Leech Leader has taken over the ladder. <laughs> yeah, dude, this deck is dumb. I I like uh, one of our friends was saying they're like oh, I I can't win with this deck, and then I was like complete opposite experience where I was not losing with this deck. So basically, it seems like it, when you look at the actual deck list, it's kind of like okay, yeah, like cool, but you, you're basically just. Your, your your aim is basically to get a bunch of power, play leader, and, and, you know, you just win from there. But, like, things like Sunspot, turn one, it's fine. If you don't get to play anything for the next couple of turns, you're getting power there. Scorpion is lowering your opponent's power, so making sure that you're still getting high power on your side. Armor's there to, I guess, just block, like, uh, destroyer decks. So if they need to destroy things, you just straight up block them. Uh, Lizard, again, just trying to get the most power. Thor, um, you're... You know, if you can draw into uh, Mjolnir, then you're getting a ton of power. Maximus, again, seven power. You know, you're not, your opponent's drawing two cards, but you, you really, it's not really affecting you that much if you're just getting tons of power out there. Shang-Chi is just there to destroy big things. Uh, doesn't come up as often as like other cards you're going to play. White Queen is just to steal uh, a card from your opponent. Uh, if they're playing this sort of deck, like you could steal something like Leader if you don't draw it, but you can also steal like, it's more about information than actually mm -hmm. using the card most of the time, which we've spoken about before. I had yeah. games where I like took their apocalypse and I'm like, cool. They have apocalypse. I play leech turn five, shut down their deck. 
Uh, and, and the reason that the combo is so powerful is if I leech, say I'm winning two of the three locations, I play leech on turn five, all of my opponent's cards do nothing now, okay? They're just big num they're just numbers. So then when I play leader, all the cards I'm playing should just keep me in the lead. Yeah. Because their abilities aren't actually activating. Like, it's not like they play, uh, you know, Mjolnir and Thor all of a sudden gets extra power or they play a card like Magneto that moves your cards around. You're, you're just shutting down everything. So, um, and then you've got Aero there to move cards around and you've got Magneto there to move cards around. If you don't get leader, you can still win that way. Like, there's games where I'll be winning two of the three locations and I'll play Magneto at the third location that I'm losing to just pull cards away. Or... I could be losing locations, but I know Magneto's going to pull those three and four cost cards away for the win. Yeah. Uh, or error. Does yeah. Leech enable this deck to work? Like, I feel yes, like no, no, 100%. it's just a bunch of cards nah. leech, thrown together, but Leech kind of... Leech is the leech is the enabler purely because yeah. you're, you're making your leader play. As long as you've got two of the three locations, 90% of the time you just win because they play cards. As long as you've got the space, obviously... They're going to play cards with no abilities. So, you, like, you think about all of the different decks that we play. There's not really any decks where you just play a card and you, you know, a big power card to win. They're playing Patriot on turn six. They're playing, you know, Magneto on turn six. You're playing, like, any turn six card usually has a powerful ability. If you just stop them from using that, uh, like, I had a game where uh, my opponent had Apocalypse. I stole Apocalypse. I saw Apocalypse with White Queen. So I had it in my head. Like, I'm like, okay, they have Apocalypse. Turn five, I played Leech. They played Lady Sif and they discarded their Apocalypse. Oh, no. And they just lost their Apocalypse <laughs> and they retreated straight away. It was Pretty hilarious. Good. But even like, say turn, say it's a Patriot deck and you know it's a Patriot deck because you've seen a bunch of cards without uh, abilities. Turn six, they're going for Patriot Mystique. You play Leech on turn five, auto loss again. Um, okay, but Patriot deck... Then all of their cards just have no abilities. If they've already played Patriot, you're enabling them to win. No, no, no. So it's only the cards in their hand that have no abilities. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no, I no, know, but I'm no. But saying. what I'm saying, yeah, you know, I'm saying like your turn six. You're playing Leech to shut down their turn six. Yeah, yeah. So no, it is pretty good. I, I even think of it against the decks that I had. You know, you're you're playing Silver Surfer on yep. turn six, Dead. and it just shuts it down. It's yep. a three zero. And then and then there's the, the the part where like so for instance like that Apocalypse game. I shut down their Apocalypse play, but they had Chavez. So, like, well, if I play Chavez, I just win. And then my leader, which was true if I didn't play leader and just took their Chavez. Yeah. So, it's kind of like it's, yes, you're not always getting to that turn six, like, end game. But, like, Leech leader is just ridiculous. It's just a, Leech always seemed like a bad card until, like, you, like yes, you're saying, like, these other cards are just there. But you think, like, turn one, like, say, turn two Scorpion turn three, Maximus, turn four, White Queen. That's already a lot of power on the board. Yeah, I think all these cards are just high high stats. That's so right. You're not, That's your aim. You're, you're not worried, you know, the first three turns, it looks like, you're not worried about anything that your opponent's doing. No. Like, you're, you're with Maximus, you're letting your opponent draw, draw cards. cards. Yep. With, um, you know, Lizard, you're you're showing your opponent they can they can reduce your power there yep. if they want to. With Sunspot, so, you know, so you're, you're chucking it on the board for stats. This is the thing. With Lizard, they try and shut down Lizard, and then you just play Aero or, or Magneto and just get Lizard that power back. And, yep. and I pretty much, like, it's weird, but I always tend to end up with Mjolnir when I play Thor on turn three. Because you, you're drawing into cards, I generally get it. 
Yeah. And so, like, like turn six, doing like a leader play and Mjolnir to buff the Thor that they're not expecting. It's pretty nuts. Chad is saying at like 80% win rate, only Dexit has issues with his like Kazoo and like Patriot. It's pretty much, yeah, yeah pretty much anything that's like a big turn six play, you just shut down. So, do you have issues with playing leader on turn six in terms of space on the board? So that's that's the thing. So because you're playing high powered cards, you're not actually playing a lot of cards. Yeah. Okay. So I might have two cards in one lane, two cards in another lane, and then leader turn six. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you can mm. play Mjolnir at leader's position. Uh, basically, if you're winning two locations, unless your opponent swarms the board on turn six and your leader kind of fails in that you don't have room, yeah, sure. But it, it's pretty crazy. Like it's weird because all of these cards have always been accessible. Yeah, it's just like kind of in the like, and this is the thing with metas and people building different decks and like depending on what decks people are playing, things always change. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it's it's just fun. It's it's fun. I feel kind of bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I have I've played a leader deck before, and I felt like it was it, they're so fun to play. Yeah. Um, I just felt like sometimes, depending on what deck your opponent was playing, sometimes it could just ruin you. Like, if they're playing Destroyer, then you leader the Destroyer, destroy all your cards. But Leech just shuts that down to an extent. Yeah, and, and so that's the thing. So that, that's the thing with leader. Like, if you play leader and they play a bunch of cards that help themselves, but you don't get those benefits, then, yeah, it's bad. But if Leech just, Leech just turns their cards into numbers, and so yeah. if you're winning the numbers game, leader just ensures you win that numbers game... I think there's no there's nothing wrong with these cards. It's just the the interaction with Leech and Leader is pretty strong. Mm. Um, and then Arrow and seems, Magneto, seems like a good deck. Arrow and Magneto are like your backups. Like I'm winning games without playing Leech or Leader as well because I play yeah. Arrow to pull cards away. I play Magneto to pull the cards away to the bad location. Like sometimes I pull their three and four cost cards and Magneto still wins that location. But even yeah. if he loses, the other two are generally winning it. I reckon test it out. I'm 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 having fun with it. Um, I was I, it I was out. playing tons of Silver Surfer, and I like I might go back to that. Um, but yeah, this deck's it's fun. It's cool. Uh, yeah. That's I also it. went back to just a little bit. I played a Devil Dino deck. Yep. And this Devil Dino deck has Aero in it and a couple of other cards. Okay. And yep. Man, I'll I'll talk about it next in the next podcast for sure. For sure. It, it's pretty crazy. I won a lot of games. Yeah, send me the list. We'll check it out and we'll talk about it next yeah. week. Uh, Shang Chi also uh, uh, like pretty useful in that leader deck is against Devil Dino. Really, like yeah. Devil Dino comes out, you can generally delete that with Shang Chi if you need to. Um, cool. Yeah, it seems like a good deck. I'm also just thinking, you know, Leech enables them to play something like Infinite on turn six. But that's the only if thing. You're, if you're playing leader, then you're also yes. getting. That infinite. Like, that's, that's, the, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. Like when you're playing leech, you generally want to follow it up with leader. Like that's yeah. that's your game plan because you're exactly right. If you leech them and then don't follow up with leader, they can just pull out an infinite. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um. So, uh, null dropped today. Uh, you can now get null the card in our pool five, so you can unlock it in your collector's caches, or you can get it with your collector's tokens. It'll be six thousand tokens. Is that right? Pool five card. Yeah. Pricey. So uh, some things I've been seeing is we've only gotten these new cards very recently. Uh, it's very unlikely that a lot of people have all of them unless they are big whales and they spend lots of money and they play a lot and they've got a ton of collector's tokens. But other than that, uh, I'd say most people don't even have like 
wouldn't even have all the pool four cards, let alone also pool five. So it, this release of Null seems interesting in that it's not like, hey, we've all finished pool three, let's get some new cards. It's now, hey, here's pool four and five, you aren't going to unlock them all yet. Hey, here's more cards. How many people are actually going to be getting Null? I, I guess, unless you saved for Null, are people getting Null today? <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I thought about this because so when I bought Bast yesterday, yep. um, I had him pinned in the shop for a couple of days and I was just waiting to get enough tokens, finally cracked six, 6K tokens and I'm like, all right, here's the choice that I face. I either buy Bast, yep. who is, you know, arguably maybe one of the the best card that has come out in Series 4 or 5, or one of at least, yep. um, or... Null is coming out today. Do I wait and then wait for has to Null appear to come in, in the store? shop? And I, yeah. yeah, it has to appear in my store, but then I can buy, buy Null as soon as I get it in the store. Yep. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like not a lot of people, because Series 4 and 5 have just dropped, everyone's spending their tokens. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of people will buy null. Like, I don't think they will be able to. So it feels weird because, like, I think of any other card game, when there's a new expansion or, let's say, new cards, everyone's just getting them straight away. Like, you're buying them. Yeah. You're going out, you're getting the cards. Uh, if it's, like, a digital card game, you're buying as many packs to get all the cards. You're crafting the cards. In this instance, unless you have all of the pool 4 and 5 cards, null doesn't just automatically even show up in your collector's shop, like, your collector's yeah. shop. Like, if they said, hey, every time we release a new card, it'll be available in the shop for, like, you know, 48 hours or something. Yeah, it still costs 6,000 tokens, but at least you would be able to target it, I guess. Yeah. Whereas, like, but yeah, continue. I I support second dinner 100%. <laughs> I like this. Yes, okay. I, I, don't, I don't want Null to be available to everyone. I, I want it to trickle through. Um, so then, because... so then, instead of dropping a card every week, do, do you just drop them all at the start of the month, or? Uh, yeah, but then it's then it's really overwhelming, and there's less hype during the month. I guess you so. Yeah, I, mean? I guess if it's a new card every week, that's like the hype of the week. It keeps it exciting, and, and but we're not going to see the card. Yeah, but it's just content. Yeah, but you what like, content? I can't get the card. All right, <laughs> all right. for instance, Silver Surfer. Okay. Right? Yep. Silver Surfer came out. Yep. All I saw for maybe four, five straight days were Silver Surfer decks. Yeah. And like that, that's cool. Everyone, everyone loves a new card. That's because playing it. But here's my thing. That's because everyone can get Silver Surfer right now. Correct. Yes. Null comes out. <laughs> no one can get him. So if you do get him, and if you do get to play with Null. It feels so good. It's pretty and special. Also, it, like personally, I just say I don't have null. I get to see from other people if null is good or not, and then when I do have enough tokens, I can then make a decision whether I want to buy null or not. Okay, yes, for sure. Think about content creation. We like f for people that make content, they have to go out of their way to get null or spend money to get null. Like, for us here on the podcast, we haven't played with Null. It's not like, hey, new season, we bought the new season pass, we've got the card, we can actually discuss it with first-hand experience. 
I'm I don't have first hand experience with Noah and I probably won't for a very long time if I want to get other pool four and five cards. Yeah, I know. But I enjoy the way yes. that they bring the cards yeah, out yeah, and yeah. I the consumer comes first in my eyes, yeah, not like the cons- content creators. Yeah, which is fine which for sure. <laughs> but would you not like as a consumer, do you want not want things now? Uh, yes and no. I, I don't want to unlock all my cards. I know right you now. don't, no. but I'm saying majority of people, like if, if new content comes to a video game, Hey, the latest expansion for a game's come out, but you have to wait maybe three to six months before you can play with it. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a weird, like card acquisition. Yes. This is how Marvel snaps card acquisition is, but it just seems weird that it's like, Hey, new card. And there wasn't even a big announcement about it. It was, it was mm. like nothing, like there was no huge, hey, this is coming today. It was just, hey, here it is. Like there was no announcement. I, I, I just don't think it's a bad thing. Like we're, we're making, yeah. you're making these points or like ev- not just you, but everyone's yeah. making this point because yeah. that's what they're used to and that's what all the other games are doing. But Marvel Snap's not like all the other games and maybe that's not what they want so to do. do you, so do you just not announce that the new cards are coming and just let them appear? And just everyone's surprised, like, whoa, new card. Is that not just, like, because no one's getting hyped about it because they can't really get it. Well, that's kind of what they're doing. I mean, there's no hype around now. Uh, like, I, I, I mean, sort one, of. Like, I haven't heard anyone speak about it. I saw our good friend, uh, a guest of the show, Roger Tronic, tweeted, uh, it's like, can anyone actually afford to buy now? And I'm like, yeah, it's a good question because if you, especially for people that wailed, they spent tons of money to get, like, bought bundles, got as many collector's tokens as they could. They still don't just instantly get all the cards. So no. it, it feels like, it just feels like, I feel like we needed pool four, pool five, here you go. And then three months later, or a month, two months later, three months later, they start dropping weekly cards. Because it feels like we just got these. I haven't even played with more than what, like two or three of these cards. And now all of a sudden there's new cards coming every week. Yeah. Uh, it's why. says what? What does Null even do? Let's actually... That's a great question. Yeah, that uh, is a great question. So, so null, null has an ongoing ability. Yep. Actually, really interesting that it that is. is ongoing. And it says, has the combined power of all cards destroyed this game? That's right. So uh, you dead... Wow, I thought that was on reveal. That is no, ongoing. It's ongoing. So you're basically playing destroy decks, trying to like Venom get tons, like destroy a bunch of things, Deadpool, uh, trying to think what else. You're basically playing like your classic... But the thing is, uh, which I kind of saw... Actually, I've got a deck here. Let's, let's bring up this deck list. Yeah, uh, this deck. gives a bit of an example of, I guess, how you could play this deck. Um, so, like, if, for instance, you've got Null here. You'd have... Uh, like, so Arnim Zola Null. It's kind of like your classic Venom. Like, Venom Arnim Zola. Black Panther Arnim Zola. So you'd play Magic, I guess. So you can play Null on turn 6. Arnim Zola turn 7. Yeah. And, and duplicate Null. Uh, so, like, things with death, you can probably get death out for free or quite cheap. Uh, Venom's going to be destroying things. Uh, Nova's going to be giving power for you to then destroy things. Uh, Deadpool, if you can get Deadpool destroyed a few times. So, you could get Null to a pretty high number and then Arnim Zola. Yep. Like if you're eating a death with, like, Venom, Venom will be 13 power. Null's going to get that 12 power plus everything else. Then duplicating with Arnim Zola. It seems cool. Yeah, like, I think the the venom the venom really enables null yeah. 
to like go crazy because you're getting the stats on Venom, yep. and then you're basically just duplicating that minus one for null. No, not even. You're duplicating that oh, plus I... everything else. Has the combined uh, power of all cards destroyed this game? Yeah, all cards destroyed. Yeah. So say yeah, say yeah. say Venom destroys death. That's twelve. And say with Carnage you destroyed Bucky and Nova and I don't know Deadpool. Killmonger kills a bunch of cards. Null will get all of that. Yeah, correct. So yeah. like if Killmonger kills five cards on your opponent's side, Null will get all that power. Yeah. Like you kill the Nova, kill the Deadpool. He could get to some high numbers. As you said, Venom also would be at a decent number, and then you Arnim Zola Null to get it on two other locations. It seems good, but I feel like a lot has to happen for it to work every game. Yeah. Like sometimes, like uh, I, I might be better off just going like black, like um, uh, like Wong Black Panther Arnim Zola, like probably the same if not better. I I, I think it's a little bit different just because of Venom. Because you can still you can still get um, huge stats with Venom. Yes, yeah, you're right. And then also get them with Null. Yep, for but sure. I know, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's like super broken card at the moment, but I do think it is a good card. Shout out to Jeff Hoogland who uh, posted this deck. Um, so I think it's like again, we're not really going to know until people have played with the card, and there's not going to be a ton yeah. of people that are playing with the card yet. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but thoughts? I think it's cool. thoughts on a um. A Galactus Null deck. Yeah, so I actually think... I think Jeff actually posted a Galactus Null deck. That just sounds insane. Well, someone posted one. Let me have a look. Uh, here we go. So you've got Null with Galactus. Yeah, you've got Wave to get Galactus out early. Um... You've got Shang-Chi yep. to destroy things. Uh, it's interesting. You've also got Electro to enable Galactus. To uh, enable Galactus, yeah, sorry. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Um, the thing is destroying. How much are you actually destroying with this deck? Well, basically all the cards that you play and your opponent plays. Oh, sorry, plays Galactus to... destroys everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so all the cards you and your opponent play up to turn four. Yeah, Null so you just, just so you cheat out. Have the combined power. So of. use the, you can even use Doc Ock with Electro to pull cards onto the field. So use Doc yeah, Ock. So, uh, pull Electro cards. turn Electro turn three. Yeah. Doc Ock turn four, and if that doesn't work out in your favor, then you can actually no, no, but no, it no, does. Sorry. It does because then, you're gonna kill them all. Then Galactus <laughs> on a separate location, yeah. and then Null. Yeah, yeah. This and then and a death death will also be at zero cost. <laughs> this is more interesting to me than the other deck. Yeah. This same. is way more interesting. But again, Galactus pool five, null pool five. It's expensive that's, cards. Uh, yeah, twelve thousand tokens that I don't have. Ooh, that's expensive. So uh I think it's yeah, I think it's cool, cool cool card, but there's so many other cards right now. Is this the one that we're going for? I mean, it would have been nice to get the other cards and then start thinking about null, but I feel like every week it's just gonna be new card, discuss new card, hey, I haven't actually played with it. And like we, I, I feel yeah. like there's a very small amount of people that are able to play the game for six hours a day and drop, you know, a hundred dollars on the game, like all the time. You know what I mean? There will be people for yeah, sure yeah. that do that, and it's cool and it's great for them. But this is where I get into the territory of people go, oh, I don't want to spend like a hundred, two hundred dollars on Hearthstone every four months. But now, if I want all these cards, I would have to spend way more than that. 
and it comes back to yeah, the whole again, you're not supposed to. Yeah, yeah, I think it comes back to this. You're that, not supposed I think to do that. The point of Marvel Snap that like they've they've bombarded us with full four and five cards and now dropping like a card a week. Yep. Because they don't want everyone to have but, but all he, of the cards but, available to them. But my counter argument is, if I spend enough money and play the game enough, I can get them all. So you're saying it's pay to win? I'm not saying it's pay to win because none of these cards I would classify as like breaks the meta. But like, just say we're talking about, I just want all the cards. doesn't matter if it's for competitive or to win games. If I play the game enough to get the collector's tokens and spend enough money to go up, like I could just buy credits. If I was just maxing that out every day, I'm spending a ton of money to get the cards faster than everyone else. Yeah, and it goes back to that. Would I rather just pay a hundred dollars and get all the cards? Probably. Then it takes the fun out of the game. That's the, that's the <laughs> argument. Does that take the fun out of the game? But it also means there could be someone like sitting down right now with all sixteen of the new cards. That's like, yeah, cool. I'm going to get null next, and they're just getting to play with all the content now because they put in the time and spend a ton of money. I yeah. I just don't like the money, like the. I love the the progression thing that we're discussing. That is cool, and I've agreed that I enjoyed that for in Pool 3. Now I'm at the point where even if I'm not buying these with collector's tokens, or say I am buying them with collector's tokens, it's still going to take me a ton of time to get them all. And yeah. that's the bit that's like, Pool 3 felt like a slog. This is going to feel like even more of a slog to get all these cards. Yeah. But, but I guess I guess that they drop to Pool 4. Like the Pool 5 cards become Pool 4 eventually. Pool fours become pool threes eventually and get cheaper from the collector's tokens. If that happens regularly, like say next month all the pool four cards became pool three, I would be much feel much better about it. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think uh, I, I don't know where I heard this, but I, I think that there is a maximum capacity for series four and a maximum capacity for series five okay. and then when when pool max capacity so yeah. when when pool five hits that max cap then some of those cards will drop to pool four and, some and then when pool four hits that max cap some of those will drop to pool so three even, and i think that will continue even so be, it could be it could be a bit of time before that, we see that that's happen. the thing what like what is the time frame and are people in china saying i would pay a hundred dollars to unlock the whole couple even if it was $100 just to get these cards. And I know it's I know it's part of the experience, but it's like when they throw all this content at you at once, you want the content now. That's like, that's how, that's how we're like, that's how our, our brains work. Like why you've yeah. given me stuff to play with. When I see that cool deck, that cool null deck, and I like don't even have half of the other cards. And, and we had this argument with pool three. I'm not saying like, this is a new argument because we had this argument with pool three. The thing is now I've finished pool three and I'm feeling good. I've got all the cards. And now all of a sudden it's like, Hey, it could take you another six months to get these like 16 cards, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how it all plays out. Um, I'm not like too concerned about it right now. I just think we're going to be discussing these new cards each week and it's going to be like a second hand, the second hand experience. Is that the right saying? Yeah. <laughs> it will not be it, a first hand experience. Really interesting, really interesting to see. Um, why, like, why they did this? Maybe they think, or maybe they have done like a cost analysis or a revenue analysis, and they think that this is going to get them more money because people will I, actually spend money to get the whole. I like, don't, I don't know if Second Dinner are thinking in in terms of like obviously they need to make money, but hmm. I feel like with Nexus events they could have just left Nexus events and kept raking in the cash. But I think they, I don't think that's their main concern right now. I think yeah. their main concern is. 
Like, yes, how can we monetize it? I don't think this is their goal to monetize it. And we're going to talk about the bundles that have been showing up in the store later. I think this is more just like a, hey, we need to release new cards. We can't just keep adding pools because then we're at pool 10 and the game's too confusing for people. I think it's just a way to, like, because they've put time into making the cards. And I see the point of if I got all 16 cards right now, in like two weeks, a month, I'm going to want more content. Yeah. So like, I, I kind of see both sides. It's just, it's an interesting conversation. And like, I don't think either side is right. Like, Hey, I want the cards now, or this is how the game is meant to be played. Uh, it's just interesting. It's very interesting. Cool. Um, so that is null. And, uh, we discussed a little bit about the pool four and pool five unlocks. Um, so how about we get into what was next, Justin? Um, do we want to get into the bundles? Uh, or yeah. do we want to get into the or do we want to get into the tier list? Uh, let's have a look at the bundles because we've been talking about decks yeah. a lot. So um, I've got some of the bundles I've been able to find. So if you've been playing Marvel Snap in the past few weeks, you would have noticed that we had the Apocalypse bundle uh, show up, the Cyber Holiday bundle. Um, so I'll bring that up now. So this is what was in the store. It was for seven thousand five hundred gold which in Australia worked out to, I think the smallest bundle you could buy for 8,000 gold was 160 Australian dollars. A lot of money. So yes, you unlock gold in game. So I'm not like discounting that, but if we're talking purely like monetary value, this is around 150 Australian dollars, which I guess would be like what? A hundred and a hundred US dollars. It's, yeah, so it's, if, you know, t- people in people in chat are saying that um they'd be happy to pay a hundred dollars a year to have all of the cards unlocked. Yeah. But if Second Dinner are offering stuff like this, hundred and sixty bucks for <laughs> nine thousand five hundred credits, three thousand collectors tokens, an apocalypse variant avatar mm-hmm. and boosters, man, that like that is a lot of money for I'm... like the, the the credits. I don't know when when I look at this, I see. I wouldn't pay money. I wouldn't pay a lot of money for a variant, um, even though I'm more than happy to unlock them when I do. Yep. Um, same as avatars and boosters. Um, the collector's tokens are cool, and I feel like that's decent value. Like 3,000 collector's tokens, that's a Series 4 card. Yep. The 9,500 credits, that's really good value. I did the math the other day. Yeah, same. Um, that's much, much, much better than what you're buying credits for just with gold. No, so it worked um, out to it worked out to about the same. So it worked out it? to yeah, it works out to seven thousand six hundred gold for that yeah. many credits. So you're basically getting the collector's tokens, the variant. You're basically getting everything else for free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, you're basically getting everything else for free. So it is actually value for money, but. Do we want to be dropping $150 on a bundle? And look, again, you could get that 7,500 gold for free just by playing the game. Not saying that you, or like with the season pass, etc. Mm. Not saying you have to spend that kind of money. But it's like, I, I don't remember a time where I just had a spare 7,500 gold sitting in my account. Like, nah. it just, I, you have been, to work I've towards been saving it. Up. Yeah, I've been saving my gold up um, since, I don't know. A while, I'd say, like maybe a week before this bundle came out. Yeah. Um, in preparation for the series four and five cards, because I didn't know how we we're going to unlock them exactly just yet. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm sitting at about four thousand gold. Yeah. So like you're is, even close. Which is like which is good, but it's like only halfway there. And there's only like a week left. Yeah. So you're not getting this bundle basically. 
I'm not getting this bundle. So chat was saying like I'd be happy to pay a hundred dollars a year. I think that's too low. I like thinking about the season pass. If, if you were to pay fifteen dollars a month, uh, I guess that's only like yeah, it's not even two hundred bucks a year. Look, I I pay to play Hearthstone. I probably spend a hundred dollars in expansion every four months, plus like passes and stuff. I reckon a reasonable amount would be like a hundred dollars every three months to have all the cards. Yeah. Uh, but like again, it's a lot of money. But then my thing is, I look at this bundle and think, well, I'm spending all of that money. Say with the credit, say I'm already past pool three. Say with those credits, I get like a thousand, a couple thousand collectors tokens and no new cards. Uh, I've gotten what five thousand collectors tokens and a variant for a hundred and fifty dollars. Hey, but it's a cool variant. It is a cool variant. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's it's like I'm not saying that. It, like bundles are fine. I think bundles are cool. You get a bunch of stuff. It is technically value for money. If we're talking about what you're getting, you are getting more than what you're paying. But again, it's not like, Hey, pay a thousand gold and get, or like, let's say pay 3000 gold and get a variant and some collector's tokens. It's like, Hey, spend all the money that you have in your account right now that you were going to spend on variants on this bundle. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I, I guess the argument is always going to be, the argument is always going to be they're cosmetics. You don't need to buy this. But, I mean, this is currently the only way other than the caches to get collector's tokens. So that, right. that argument kind of goes out of the window in the sense that, hey, you want to try the new cards? Buy the bundles. Yep. Mm, interesting. Well, uh, let's take a look at the other bundles that are coming to Marvel Snap. There's actually one more that we've already got in the store, which is the Hearts Wild Bundle. Uh, now on on this, so the Hearts Wild bundle, different to the uh, apoc- the Apocalypse bundle where it was only purchasable with gold. This bundle is only purchasable with direct cash with your money. So Hearts Wild is forty seven Australian dollars. This is actually the Australian price, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking here at fifteen hundred credits, which is I think from what I checked about. I think you pay four hundred gold for five hundred credits. So it's like what twelve hundred gold. Yeah. worth of credits so you're, you're actually paying you're actually not getting value in the credits this time like you're not just getting some free variants this time you're actually paying for the variants but as we were discussing just before the podcast yep players who have not unlocked gambit and rogue this may be Really valuable for those players, and here's the thing: really, really valuable. So by purchasing this, you, you, although you won't unlock the base version of Gambit and Rogue, you will have these variants that you can play now and play with the cards. So if you're in pool, you've just bought the game. You're in pool. Oh, sorry, just got the game. You're in pool one, or you're in pool two. Even if you're in pool three, you can get Gambit and Rogue straight away for the the small sum of forty six ninety (laughs) nine. So it's yep. so it, I feel if if they're putting pool three variants or pool three or above variants in these kind of bundles, I feel like they cannot lower the price because players can just make an account, pay fifty bucks, get these awesome pool three cards, and run them up on the ladder. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. So look again, like we when it's cosmetics, it's a different discussion because. It's purely cosmetic. It doesn't actually affect the game in terms of competitiveness. But this is now, uh, like, if people buy this in Pool 2 or Pool 1 even and they have access to these cards, are they getting matched with people of a higher rank, like higher skill level, or are they still getting matched? Like, imagine you're, you've you just started the game and you get paired with a Gambit. 
and you're like looking up this card like when the heck do i get this card yeah. I don't know and, how. And yeah. to be honest, your the matchmaking we know is based on your collection level, and unlocking these two cards via this forty six ninety nine payment does not advance your collection level. Mm. So it's it's, <laughs> so, it's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. I I kind of see this as a bit of a problem actually. So I think for those of us in pool three or higher, like finish pool three and higher, this is just paying money for for skins. Yeah. You're just paying money for some variants. It's like not, you, you, and and that's when the price gets interesting because I'm like, well, this is just the same as me buying a couple variants. Yeah, and and I get some credits thrown in as well, but I could just buy the credits, buy some variants. Yeah, it's interesting. Excuse me, I'm buying over here, and now you are too. So hay fever is a real thing uh, in Australia at I've the had, moment. I've had it like I've had a tickle in my throat the whole like from coughing the whole time, and I needed to mute myself. So yep. bundles are there's there's a lot of them coming. We've we've already had like a bunch of other ones leaked. So let's have a look at them. We've got here the shielded heart bundle, which is only going to be five thousand gold. Yeah, I feel like if they if they make these bundles a little bit smaller, because like you said, let's be honest, no one's got. 7,500 gold in their account for no reason. That's You're right. obviously yeah. saving up for a bundle. If they have kind of like these bundles where it's, you know, maybe a couple thousand gold, a few thousand gold, um, like even 5,000 is a bit much. Like no one just randomly has 5,000 gold unless you're saving it up. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if they had some smaller bundles, people would actually be keen to buy them. Yes. Um, if if I had, you know, sometimes I might have like a thousand gold, yeah. Um, just because I haven't spent it yet on credits or whatever, um, and I found a cool bundle in the store, then I would actually buy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like five thousand is a lot. And what are we getting here? We're getting three thousand credits, three variants, and three avatars. And again, Invisible Woman, Doctor Doom, pull three cards. Yeah. Like this one is is pretty good value, especially. For obviously those who haven't unlocked Invisible Woman and Doctor Doom, and also because you can actually buy this bundle by not spending actual money, because mm. you can unlock the gold in game. Yeah. So for for pool one players, this is probably the most value I've seen. So again, it's it's I, I'm I like bundles. I think bundles are cool for cosmetics. So when I think of Hearthstone bundles. Uh, they'll have like $30 cosmetic bundles for like their battlegrounds game mode and things like that. And I generally don't mind spending that for some cool th like visuals, but yep. this just seems like it's for people that aren't in pool three, it's a little bit of, Hey, spend some money. You get a cool card to play with now. Yeah. And then for like, for people like us that are already in pool four, like finish pool three and other, you know, early beta, uh, other beta players and, you know, global launch players that have ended their pool three collection you're not getting as much value because you're just getting variants and some credits. Correct. You get more value I don't know, as I don't a know new about player. you, but like we're, you know, we get just say just with the season pass, we're getting seven variants yeah. and yep. we've been, we've been getting those seven variants in the season pass for the past, I don't know, four or five months. Yep. And then we're also unlocking the random variants that we get from some of the cases. So yes. unlocking these variants, like, yeah, they're cool, but I don't need them. Yes. To me, which to is, me anyways, it doesn't seem like I need which, them. Which is fine. If all of these were like cosmetics, so say it was, hey, for 3,000 gold, you get this sunspot, you get this title, and you get an avatar. For me, or even boosters, because boosters no one cares about, because you can just get them. 
Yeah. Something like that to me, it covers all the cosmetic areas and it doesn't give anyone like an unfair, like you don't just automatically get a brand new card that you haven't unlocked. Yeah. Like if this Sunspot bundle was no credits, no collector's tokens, you get the title, the avatar, the card and the boosters for let's say 3000 gold. That's that's or 2000 gold. Let's say that's a different story because that's now we're talking only cosmetics and sure boosters, but I mean, there is, does anyone care? No one cares. You're getting boosters just for playing the game. 8,000, yeah. like, getting the collector's tokens is the interesting one for me. Because credit, sure, you can just buy credits with gold. That's already a thing. But you can't buy collector's tokens yet. So this is actually the only way you can spend money to get tokens. Yeah. So it's like, that's the selling point for players that have already unlocked, like, already have all the cards. That's your selling point. Hey, I get 2,000 collector's tokens. That's almost a new card. Yeah, plus the 8,000 credits to go with it, which you'll That's also right, unlock to get more maybe tokens. another 1,000 tokens. You which, know? But that part doesn't bother me because you can already buy the credits. Like, pe- people can already spend money on yeah, the credits. Yeah. So, I, like, I, I, I don't think of it in that sense. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. And Chad is saying, like, tokens are now the most sought after, like, uh, currency. That's that's what we want now because we get credits for free for playing. We do get collector's tokens, but much, you know, they're, they're far few between compared to everything else. So that's the Sunspot bundle. Again, Sunspot is, what, a pool two card? So, yeah. like, not a big deal. You're not buying it and getting... So uh, one thing I've noticed is... Hang on, let's actually take a look at this. And one thing I want to mention about the prices is it seems to be these are all at different price ranges. Some are only by you, some are only purchasable with gold. Some are only purchasable with money. To me, it seems like they're just testing the waters and figuring out, hey, what's the price points that we can push? People spending gold more than they're just spending outright money. So I feel like this is kind of like a test, apparently like a test on how they're going to do bundles because they're all completely different. But one thing I notice is the bundles that contain pool three cards are the ones without collector's tokens. I just noticed that. So Sunspot comes with tokens mm. and Apocalypse comes with tokens. So yeah. these two seem to be targeted at, hey, you already have all the pool three cards. Hey, get some collector's tokens. Whereas the other yeah. bundles are like, hey, new players, get some... Like, like this is the next bundle, Starlit Connection Bundle. You unlock Sarah straight away. To be fair, the anime variants are pretty damn cool. Uh, but for 50 bucks, and I'm assuming that's... I don't think that's in Australian dollars. No, USD, 50 US dollars. That's wild. Wow. You're getting two variants, two avatars, and 4,000 credits. For someone like us, unless we really, really like the variants, but like for me to buy two variants is like what, 1,200, 2,400 gold, yeah. assuming they're super rares. Yeah. Uh, like that's, 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 that's fine. This is like probably 70 Australian dollars, if not more. You're saying that's fine, but we were complaining about how expensive oh, variants no. were well, in the well, shop. My point is that yes, no, they definitely are. But my point is like, I don't need the credits. Just, yeah, just put yeah. the variant in my store. Like, are these yeah. are these variants going to be available in the variant store? I would assume they would be. Because then the bundle now, then eventually. But then the bundle just doesn't make sense anymore because you could just yeah. buy the variants. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's interesting. I think the real draw right now is the collector's tokens. Uh, it, it, and again, I, I feel like a lot of this is probably going to change. All these prices are different. All the all the bundles have different things. The fact that some yeah. some can be purchased with gold and some can't seems like a hey, we're just testing things. So I I don't think we like should look ba- like badly on any of this right now. I feel like if in 
you know, six months time, we're getting you a hundred dollar bundles for, for cosmetics and collectors tokens. Then I'll be like, okay, well, what's going on? But I don't know. It just seems, yeah. There's, there's also that, that mystic tier of variants. Maybe potentially yeah. these variants will end up there. Which is, yeah, I which don't makes think sense. They turn, yeah. I don't think they turn up in the shop. So, ah, oh, man, it's just, uh, if it was just cosmetics, I'd feel less inclined to be like, be uh, not, not judgmental. What's the word? Uh, critical of this stuff. But when it's like, hey, you can buy, like giving me collector's tokens for money is allowing me to buy cards. And I guess, look, you can buy them with gold, sure, but you, you generally don't have 700, like 6,000 gold just sitting in your account that you've collected. Yeah. You, you're buying variants, you're doing things. So, yeah, I'm not complaining, I guess. It's just something to, and then look, there's been tons of discussion about it. Like people are like, whoa, this bundle's like $50. Like th- this bundle's like, $150 worth of gold. That's that's a lot of money for not even a new card. <laughs> so in conclusion, excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. In conclusion, um, collector's tokens should not be able to be purchased is what we're saying. I think if you take the collector's tokens out of this, it becomes, hey, have some credits and the chances of get like you've been, you've been able to buy credits for the longest time. So that that's fine. Yeah. If you're giving them a discount on credits, that's cool. But the fact that, yeah, collector's tokens, now all of a sudden is, hey, if I buy every collector's tokens bundle, I'm going to get more pool four, pool five cards. That's buying. I'm, uh, I'm now buying cards. Like we're, we're yeah, just at. I, I can stand by that. I, I I think that they shouldn't be available in the in the bundles. Yeah. Or you make them, per- yeah. or you make the collector's tokens purchasable just like credits. And then people can yeah. just spend as much money. But then, I mean, that's, sorry, that they can't because that defeats the purpose of getting them in collector's cases. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. Uh, I think I don't have much else to say about it. Uh, cosmetics, if you're spending money on cosmetics, that's people's choices. Like, you don't need the cosmetics. But when I'm giving, like, a given a, like, incentive to spend money to get collector's tokens, like, instantly, like, it's not even, hey, I might get some collector's tokens if I spend enough credits, this is just a guaranteed, hey, here's 3,000 collector's tokens, go buy a card. And 3,000 is a lot of collector's, collector's tokens, yeah? Like, that can take you a month to build up. Yeah, and if you're in pool three, just buying those two bundles buys you five cards. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, we'll see how these bundles go in the future, uh, but these got, these are going to be coming to the store. So get your wallets ready <laughs> if you want these cards. I'm looking at that sunspot, that sunspot bundle. That is pretty cool, and hopefully by that stage, my four thousand gold will be at six thousand. Six thousand. Six thousand. Yeah, I should get there. And see, that's my thing. Like, I'd be happy to drop a couple thousand gold, or even like twenty dollars of like actual Australia, like twenty Australian dollars for a variant and maybe a title and an avatar. Yeah. Because it's purely cosmetic. I get some cool stuff, and that's it. Like, it's the same as buying a variant. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Uh, but those will be coming to the store, guys. Um, Going to give some Pool 3 cards to play access to... Yeah, it'll give players that aren't in Pool 3 some access to Pool 3 cards. Uh, Sarah is an absolutely insane card to just give to people. Yeah, I think that's just absolutely card. wild. <clears throat> that was like my like third last Pool 3 card that I naturally unlocked. So I didn't get that card for months and months. Um. I think I think these will change. I think this is just a testing period, which is I mean, fine. You know, they've got to test things out. You know, that they'll see which bundles get purchased the most, etc. Um, 
And uh, yeah, you can get some collector's tokens. So if you're trying to get all those cards, I mean, this is going to be a way to do it. Cool. Um, let's take a look. I guess we'll go through some of the uh, the meta. I mean, we, we, we don't do a ton of meta talk on the show. So what do you reckon, Justin? We'll go through that. Yeah, we also need to go through the featured locations, which we haven't done oh, did yet. Did we actually not do that? <laughs> yeah. Really I'm completely just looking through some tabs, tabs that I had open. I'm like, what's this Lamentus one? Oh, yeah. I think I think because we went into what decks we were playing, and then we kind of went yeah. straight into topics. Um, how about yeah. we do that instead? I think that's a uh, a better idea. So featured locations for the week, we had Lamentus 1, the 48-hour featured location. Showed up, shows up in 40% of games on uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday? No, Wednesday, Thursday, sorry. Um, Wednesday, Thursday. Justin, what's your thought? Do you want to tell everyone what Lamentus 1 does? Yeah, so Lamentus 1 reads, draw three cards, destroy both decks. Lamentus 1 was a really cool location. Um, I think when we when we saw these locations come up at the start of the at the start of the season, we saw these locations were coming out. We both said that the locations were good locations in that it doesn't en- it doesn't enable one deck to shine. You yep. know what I mean? Um, maybe some cards that that synergize well with that location, yep. such as Thor with Lamentus One. Yep. Um, but um, it doesn't it doesn't define the meta. Um, and Lamentus One was that. Like there was some games where Lamentus One shows up on um, the first location, and you draw three cards, and that's it for the rest of the game. Destroy both decks, yeah. and you're like, oh wow. So like this is what what I've got. Yep. Um, I'd say the the downside of Lamentus One is um, if you're playing a specific deck and you don't draw the card that you need to win, like you don't draw your win conditions, you're essentially just retreating. Yeah. Um, which kind of sucked. Um, a lot of games ended in retreats. Um, but I think overall, now that it's just in the general pool of locations, um, it's it's a pretty good location. I like it. it. It changes the game, makes it fun. I think as a location for 48 hours, it was not fun for people. Yeah. Uh, purely because it, it punishes combo-y decks. So if you're yep. playing like, if I just have a deck with like high power cards, and as long as I have a couple of these in hand, I'm feeling good, it's great. But if you have a deck like a Patriot deck and you get all the cards without Patriot, the deck, yeah, you like it you means, said. It means nothing. All right, I just retreat now because I've got a bunch of useless cards in my hand with no abilities. Uh, yeah. So decks, yeah, combo-y decks with like multiple working parts, they can feel really bad for Lamentus one. Like you said, I think now that it's just in the general pool, it's really cool. When it comes up yep. every now and then, it's like, oh, hey, it's like, hey, these are my cards. Who has the better cards? Like, I think we mentioned it's almost like a poker hand. Who has the better poker yeah. hand for the game? Um, so that's kind of, uh, I thought it was fine. I saw a lot of people like, I'm putting the game down for the next 24 hours because I do not <laughs> want to play Lamentus 1. And again, it wasn't like, it wasn't, I guess, meta defining in that there was only one deck to play, but I think it did restrict certain decks for sure. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Even like even like Mr. Negative decks. Yeah. Um because I think I was playing play a deck with Mr. Negative deck. You you just like can't play it. You actually can't. Um, like the worst is like, you know, Lamentus one comes up and you draw Mr. Negative and then the rest of your deck is destroyed and you go, What? <laughs> yeah. Um but Yeah, that sucks. It's yeah but it's cool. It, it's still it's still a cool location. Uh, I saw heaps of Thor being played yep. because you play Thor, you're guaranteed to draw the hammer. For sure. Um so that was pretty cool, but yeah, it it did stop 
heaps of combo decks, like you're yep. saying, like Jubilee yep. means nothing. Yeah, true. Of um, course. Yeah, Lockjaw means yeah, Lockjaw, Lockjaw Lockjaw is useless. Nothing. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, having that in the twenty four hours, um, forty eight hours, forty eight hours <laughs> was was a little bit bad. But yeah, now it's it's like it's a good location. It's fine. Yeah, I think it's cool now that it's out. Um, it'll be fun when it comes up. Baxter Building was the hot location on Sundays, so twenty four hours appeared in sixty percent of games. Dustin, thoughts on Baxter Building? Baxter Building is an doing? interesting one. So <clears throat> Baxter Building reads: whoever is winning this location gets plus three power at the others. Yep. Um, I often find that people overcommit to Baxter Building um, and then forget about the other two locations. Yeah. Um, plus three location, uh, plus three power at the other locations. Um, it's not like it doesn't win you the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, like um, it's, it's not, not like, like the, the Nexus. Nexus. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, um, but still a pretty cool location. You often do want to try and win it if you can, but yep. if you don't, it's not the end of the world. Um, but I, I, I don't think that. I don't think that I would build a deck. I didn't build a deck to play around this location. Yes. Um, it just kind of fits into whatever deck. You know? It's a. It's it's not a. Um, it's not a location that like heavily affects your deck choice. Yeah. Which I think is yeah. a good sort of location for the twenty-four hours. You know, it doesn't make anyone's Sunday feel bad. Yeah. When they're playing Marvel Snap, but yeah, not too much to say about Baxter Building, to be honest. Cool. So how about we check out, I'm just checking, I think we've been through pretty much everything except the meta. Um, yep. Actually, the Mobile Game Awards. Marvel Snap, if, you, if, you, if you're in Marvel Snap, the Marvel Snap world, you probably heard, I mean, or if you're just a gamer, you would have uh, seen some of the, uh, either watch the Game Awards, I, uh, I was at work at the time, but I listened to most of it. Tons of new game reveals, which was really cool, couple of games that I'm looking forward to. But uh, Mobile Game Award, me and uh, a Ridiculous Hat was on the show and we discussed Genshin Impact was one of the games that was up against Diablo Immortal, a couple of other mobile games, but Genshin Impact was the big one. Uh, the game has been around for a while now, but because it's like a live online game, uh, the way the Game Awards works is as long as they're releasing large content, they can be considered for the award. Um, yep. So I thought that was probably their biggest competition and I thought it would probably win. Uh, but the response from Global Launch was pretty big, so I think it just helped get it over the line in the end. Yeah, I think that you know Marvel Snap winning the Mobile Game Awards is massive. It shows a lot to me because I don't know that I had no real indication of you know if Marvel Snap was you know doing really well or doing average. You know, there's there's lots of different opinions about it, but um, I mean. This victory by second dinner, it's it's massive. Is it? it, it yeah, it it kind of just shows that Marvel Snap is key to stay. I guess that's it, that's what I take from it. Huge award to 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 get that in your like the first year of the game. It, it's a monumental effort and a very big congratulations to the team. Uh, yep. Really, really cool. Now, did you see Ben Brode's suit at the event? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch it to be yep. honest. So no, I didn't see his suit. I will send you a. Uh, I'll make Actually, sure that you see. I can it. see it right here. Is yeah. he wearing like a half <laughs> half suit? Uh, very, uh, very Ben Brode. So quite, uh, quite humorous. Um, yeah. So I think it was. Uh, it was quite a quite a good move. And the fact that he got to, uh, I guess, be get the award and say a few words made it all the more funnier. Uh, it was a great costume choice for sure. 
Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I've never played the other games that it was up against, so I don't actually know like how good of games they are. Yep. Um, but that's oh, a massive victory Gen- for Marvel Gen- Snap. Genshin Impact is a freaking huge game. Like. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've heard a lot about it. I uh, wonder what's their, what's their average players. <laughs> Question. Yep. Did you vote for Marvel Snap? I did. Oh, good stuff. I was scared you were going to say that you didn't. No, I definitely did. I uh, I jumped on after the podcast with a ridiculous hat and did that. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, I, I lied. I didn't do it right after that. I forgot and then did it like a week later. <laughs> no, as long as but, you did uh, it. No, no, I definitely did vote. Did you vote for them? I did vote for them, yeah, yes. which is cool. Player count. There was, um, there was a prompt in... Um, in the news, in the Marvel Snap app, which is how I got into it. Yeah. Um, they should really, actually, maybe they did for that. Maybe it, it popped up on screen. I think like a lot of the stuff in the news section of Marvel Snap, they could really, I don't know, bring, you know, bring it to our eyes or bring it to our attention a bit easier because yep. I don't really click on that news section that often. Yeah, I think it's interesting where it's actually placed because um, yeah. like I kind of want to read the news, but I, I don't really like, like actively look for it. No, it's interesting, but when I'm clicking on the app, or when I'm yeah, when I'm clicking on the app, I click because I want to play the game. Yeah, that's um, right. Not because I want to read the news, but if it if it pops up in my face, then I will read it. So Genshin Impact had 21 million registered users before the game was even released. Wow! And they currently have 65 million active players. That is insane. That's a big number, man. There's should currently I be, should there's, I be playing this game? There's currently <laughs> half a million people playing right now. Jeez. It's a big game, man. And that's why that's I think massive. it's so impressive that Marvel Snap won. Yeah. Uh, I actually think you would like Genshin Impact, to be honest, but let's not get into that. Let's not get you addicted to another right. video game. <laughs> no. I, I almost downloaded... Um, so you all know how I played Clash Royale for like quite a while. We do now, um, yes. <laughs> they they Supercell released like a mini Clash Royale game, oh, and no. apparently it's really fun and really oh, addicting. And no. I'm, tr- I'm trying not to download it because I know that my time on mobile apps will um have to split fifty fifty between oh, Marvel no. Snap and that new game. Marvel Snap is uh lo- losing Justin now. Nah, so cool. Um, so yeah, really big congratulations, big win. Uh, super super cool. Uh, yeah. We'll go. We'll go through a few meta decks uh, before we get into uh, everybody's favorite Marvel Snap quiz game, Snap Who. Um, there's not like there's, there's a ton of decks you know that are playable, but uh, we've got a few here that we will take a look at. We've already taken a look at the Surfer decks. Um, yep. We've got a uh, a She-Hulk deck here in Tier One. Uh, of course, leaders in there, arrows in there. So She-Hulk costs one less for each unspent energy last turn. Uh, so I guess. Are you playing wave? No, next turn cards in both players' hands cost four. Are you playing wave and then She-Hulk? No, but yeah, wave She-Hulk. Uh, no, you're playing wave. wave death. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one, to what be enab- honest. What enables She-Hulk? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Usually the She-Hulk decks that I've seen have like a sunspot in them. Or are, um, or are you going wave... <laughs> My brain hurts. Well, no. All right. So here's the play. All, All right. right. All right. You do your usual destroy yes, stuff. Yes, of course. Nova, Squirrel Girl, yep. Bucky Barnes, Carnage, Deathlock, Killmonger. Oh, I um, know. You played. De- turn, yeah, you've got it. Yep. On turn three, you can wave and leader if you would like to, but you yep. don't actually need to wave yes. because on turn five, play- if you don't play a card, yep. 
but you have destroyed other multiple cards. Yep. And on turn six, you can play a death six cost leader, yeah. a zero She-Hulk, and a zero death. That is insane. No, you can't, because She-Hulk, you would have spent five energy. Ooh. No, no, no. You'd so have you, to have go... to, you have to wave on turn... You have to go. You can go Death She-Hulk. Yeah, you could go Death She-Hulk. But what's the point of that? Death She-Hulk. You, you would. You would want to go Leader Death. You would want to go Leader then Death. Oh, at the same time. At the same time. I mean, yeah, but could you not? Could you not wave She-Hulk Leader Death? Yeah. But then why would you wave She-Hulk? <laughs> it's a really interesting one. Maybe She-Hulk's just in there for. You know, to fill some gaps. If you're not really doing anything on turn four or five, I guess this and is. And you've got She-Hulk in hand. I guess this is just like, a, like an air, yeah, like your your usual like wave aero deck mm. with like She-Hulk in there now as your like extra six drop card. Yeah. I actually can't wrap my head around this one. Yeah, not entirely sure. No, nah, me neither. To be honest, chat, chat. What do we? Why is She-Hulk now in in Barrow? Turn five wave, keep two mana. So turn six She-Hulk for two, death for zero, and leader for four. Yeah, that's right. That's the play. Turn five wave, you keep so, two so mana. So you so two. So you so two. So She-Hulk now costs four. Oh wait, why is She-Hulk two? She-Hulk is two because of wave. Oh, yes, yes. So She-Hulk's now two. You can play leader for four and death. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, okay. We're on the right track. So, yeah, you were right. Well, leader, She-Hulk, death. Leader, She-Hulk, death, but you need to play wave turn five. On turn five. And have death get down to at least destroy four cards. That's easy in, like, four turns. Of course, 100%. Uh, that's pretty pretty cracked, actually. Thank you, McAbate. In chat, we're like sitting now. I like I don't have She-Hulk, so I haven't actually had yeah. a chance to try this out. Same. Which is going to be our experience for a lot of these decks, unfor- for a lot of the new cards. Unfortunately, I feel like me and you need to coordinate so we don't buy the same cards. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you buy, I'll buy the other cards that you don't that you have. What, what so cards can get, do you have so far? So we can get a bit of. Uh, uh, what do I have? Um, I'd have to actually have a look. Uh, I've got. Uh, I, I keep pinning stuff, and then I change my mind. I was going to get Absorbing Man, and then I changed my mind. Um, we'll, we'll discuss it after the show. I'm actually trying to think what I actually have. Have you, have you not bought any? I bought a four, I think. No, no, no I've got uh, I've got a, tu- a tumor. I unlocked a tumor. Ah, oh, trash. I got that on the collector's caches, and I got one other oh, card. That's all right. I'm trying to think. What's the other? I have another pool five card, I think. No, I have no idea. I was gonna buy. I think I was. I keep pinning things like Valkyrie, and then I changed my mind. Then I think yeah. I pinned Bast, and then I changed my mind. Um, I have to have a look. I think I might have bought Absorbing Man and then not used it. I'll yeah, have a look. Fair enough. Um, so we've got... Uh, so that's pretty much all the Tier 1 decks. Um, you've got Seracle, which is, I guess, kind of like just the best deck without Silver Surfer, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. interesting. It's interesting because I think, from what I've heard, um, Bast with Mysterio... Yep. The illusions become three. Interesting. And Mysterio becomes four because yep. when you play when you play them, you actually play them all as illusions. As which illusions. Are like, yes. Yeah, which are three powers. Which makes and sense. Then that, yeah, and then the actual Mysterio becomes four. Yep. 
Um, even even the Mr. Sinister, like it's it's not much, but you know he goes to a, a three power and then he creates a three powered clone, which is pretty cool. Yeah, which is pretty. That is actually pretty cool. Uh, mm. We've got Patriot in here, which you know Patriot's been a good, a decent deck for a while with Ultron. Uh, great deck, good fun. You you've played it. Yeah. I've played it. Uh, not too yeah. much to say about that. I feel like we've spoken about that deck to death. Mm. Uh, it's just a cool Patriot deck. We've got Deadpool in here. Deadpool already, like, we've spoken a bunch about Deadpool, but we've got Bast in here now to give all these low-powered cards some buffs. And we've got Shuri in here. And Shuri. Which is pretty yeah. nuts because Venom can go pretty crazy. And then Taskmaster and Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola. Like so it's pretty much just, like, making Deadpool better, which, yeah. I mean, is cool. It's a fun deck. And then we've also got, uh, I mean, we've got this zero if you, deck. If you if you scroll down on this page, it goes yes. through all of them. Uh, what do you mean? It'll go through all the decks. Scroll oh, we're not going to go down, through down, all down. of them. No, you don't have to go through all of them. Oh, you're just saying we can like roll through them like this? You can actually look through them. Yeah, rather than <laughs> flicking through them. Back and forth. This is a another a Galactus Destroyer deck, which we kind of discussed Um Getting Galactus, cheating out Galactus early, and then playing something yeah. like, uh, like Destroyer or Death, uh, Hobgoblin, Professor X. So basically, just making sure that you win uh, your Galactus location. Uh, Spider Man, you kind of need Galactus. I feel like, and I feel like you, you, you can get by without it because of Professor X and Destroyer. But yeah. I feel like you just need to draw Galactus. I feel like, and if you play Galactus, your opponent just goes, "Yeah, bye," and just retreats. Like I feel yeah, like people yeah, that's, aren't. That's I don't true. think people are hanging around when Galactus comes out on turn five. No, no. It happened to me one time though, and like it was the greatest thing seeing that Galactus come down and that <laughs> animation, and they had yeah. already, they had already. Oh, I had already filled that location where they played Galactus. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> um, yeah. So pretty, like pretty cool Galactus deck. Patriot never disappoints. Facts. Uh, zero, so we've got now Zero uh, with Shuri. Of course, you can play Red Skull and Typhoid Mary, double their power. Pretty cool. Mm. Zero and can, yeah? Yeah, t- Titania. Yep. You like Pretty this card? Pretty cool card. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really know. It's It seems a bit annoying when someone plays Titania. I mean, I've never yep. had it played against me, but I've seen some videos. Just like you really, really have to think about of what's going to happen at that location. Yep. But again, uh, so we've, we're using Shuri to buff this. So this is just like, it's cool because we've just got archetypes that already exist and we're just adding things to them now. Yeah, I, I think... feel like it's, it's made the game, a series four and five cards have made the game a lot more exciting. Yeah, I'm, for I'm sure. Enjoying it a lot more and playing it a lot more. And I think just by scrolling through this, you're seeing some outliers, Shuri, Bast. Uh, you're seeing yeah. cards that are showing up a lot. Silver Surfer. So I think it gives you a bit of an indication on the, I guess, the better cards. Uh, yeah. And then we've got Ongoing Destroyer. I mean, this deck's been around since last season. Fun deck, it's cool classic. deck. Uh, yeah, it's um, Spectrum Destroyer is, is kind of a newer thing, though. Like, I wouldn't say it's a classic. Um, yeah, actually, it's not a classic. It's 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 yeah. a it's a blend of two classic decks, I guess, the Destroyer deck yeah. and the Ongoing deck. But a uh, fun deck nonetheless. Uh, so that's kind of the like the top tier decks at the moment. Of course, a lot of pool three cards. Um, and then this is a great uh, resource. I will actually link this and all the stuff we've spoken about at uh, on our Twitter at Infinite Snap Pod. Uh, I'll link this website, uh, Marvel Snap Zone, and this actual page because their tier lists are actually really, really helpful. They also show a bunch of budget decks. So for newer players, you'll be able to find a, a, a good deck to climb the ladder with. So a great resource, uh, Marvel Snap Zone. Thanks for uh, all the work that they are doing with their 
articles, deck lists, keeping up to date with all the latest news. Very, very cool. Okay. So the last thing that we have before Marvel Snap is actually, uh, this is a little bonus. Martin Garrix dropped his song Hero. And we spoke about this last week. We got a little hint from uh, Marvel Snap's Twitter hinting at this collab. Justin, have you seen the music video? I've seen the music video, and I just want to say props to you because you called it. Um, you did predict. What did this. I call? Oh, that they were going to collab on a song. Oh, it had to be. What else could it have been? <laughs> I guess so. I that, don't know. Uh, I, I did. I did watch it though. Uh, cool animation so cool. and and good song. It's catchy. It was. I'm like not a. I'm like not a like some Martin Garrix fanboy or anything. So like, it, it, like it, it was when I listened to it, I was just like, you know what, this is pretty good. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, this, you know, like, amazing song, but it was super catchy. Mm. Visuals were really, really cool. The artwork was great. Um, cool collab. Can't complain. I think it was great. Cool collab. And I love that they're making um, the animation into variants now. Like, that just yeah. How seems cool. like a good marketing idea. How cool is it? Um, yes. Yeah. Sick collab. I thought it was a great idea. Props to everyone involved with it. Um, yeah, it was fun. Cool song. My wife, I played the song for my wife. She's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, which was sick. All right, guys. So, man, we got through a ton of stuff today. New cards, new decks, tier lists, uh, collector's tokens, the, 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 the premium resource of Marvel Snap these days. And uh, Marvel Snap winning the Mobile Game Awards. I still, like, I'm still reeling about how that happened. So, so Insane. cool. Um, I'll definitely send you the acceptance speech. You have to check it out. Okay. Yeah, it is now time for uh, Snap Who. Uh, if you haven't uh, heard Snap Who, guys, it is uh, the, the best Marvel Snap quiz. Today we are going to be showing a location on screen if you're watching the uh, video version of the podcast. But if not, I'm going to be describing this location. I'm going to have to guess the name of the location and the ability of the location. It's a Marvel Snap location. Justin has chosen it for me this week. Let's see how I go. So the, that is the image there. All right, Justin, why'd you pick this one, I guess? Um, so I felt like I had, I feel like I'm really good at this game. Um, the two locations that you have given me, I've got all points for all. Uh, yep. Um, and you're just trash. So I thought, you know what, <laughs> this, this is a location that I see quite often. Oh, okay. Um, there's, there's, there's a bit of a hint for you. It comes up quite often. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's not rare. Um, and I feel like if I saw it, I would get it, so I thought. All right, I'd give you a chance. Oh, thank you, thank you, very kind Just of describe you. Describe it, describe it to us. So, guys, it's a uh, like a blue room. Uh, it's like indoors. There's like a bunch of robots. Uh, they look like they're kind of like they're like animal robots. They kind of look like they have like guns. Uh, yeah, like fully blue room. Uh, like like a lab sort of thing. Uh. Uh, like guns, like they they kind of all seem to be like congregating, like they're gonna attack. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, maybe what's like like bad something bad shooting death. <laughs> uh, you're you're in the building. It's is it, oh no, don't tell me if it's right. I'm just thinking. I, I think it might be danger room. And I'm trying to think what Danger Room actually does. Um, danger Room, Danger Room. It destroys cards. Oh, I, I know what this is because I freaking hate this location because it never, ever works in my favor. This is Danger Room. 
The ability is uh, 25% chance that it destroys the card played there. Because every time I play cards here, my opponents never get destroyed. But mine always do 100% of the time. So the actual ability is fake news. <laughs> it's dangerous. Uh, 25% chance uh, of destroying a card played there. Are you sure you're not there? Yeah, blue. It's a blue location. This is. It has to be it. No, no, it is. It is. Yeah, lock ding, it ding, in. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Two points. Yes. Finally. Good um, stuff. You know what? Thank you, because this was an easier one, because it's been in the game since I started playing it. Yeah, it was an easier <laughs> one. But, uh, I've but seen it again, enough. Again, like, you... Oh, it's so you hard, man. The, yeah, when you only see the picture, it's kind of right. Like, it's really hard. It looks, looks a bit different. You haven't seen the text. You're like, what is this? Chat got it. Drew Gore got it in chat. Very yeah, good. 25% chance. So, chat. so the actual wording, is that the actual wording? Tw- a 25% chance uh, of a card getting destroyed? The actual wording is cards played here yep. have a 25% chance of being destroyed <laughs> justin for us again yeah that makes sense so uh danger finally got one i've been uh i really struggle with locations so the biggest issue i have with like card games and things like this is i read the card like i read the card's ability i know what the picture looks like but i never know the name of the card ever i 100 percent forget the name of the card every single time i'm back yeah so <laughs> like uh, like, I see locations, and I know what they do, but I never, ever know what the name of things are. Like, Marvel Snap's yeah, easy uh, because the cards are actual characters. But when yeah, it's like yeah. a, when it's like a card game and the character is like, you know, it's just a rant, like, you know, it's a, a name of a card. I just never, ever remember the name. And I feel like I was looking through some of the locations just before, and some of them are extremely hard to pronounce. And I yeah. was like, if you gave this location to me, even if I could guess... What the what it says? Couldn't I would never it. be able to guess the title. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> That's so great. Um, I feel like you know we could do locations for a bit more, but you know if Marvel Snap keep bring if Second Dinner keep bringing out cards once a week, man, we could even go back to um to heroes or characters. What do we call them? cards? Cards. Oh, I guess like yeah, go, I guess in we like could go back to cards. I guess like, in like wow. three, like yeah, I guess three six months down the line, we could probably like maybe go back to cards, or we could mix Easily. it up and like. Like you get one card one week, a location yeah, the week yeah. after, for sure. Love finding new ways to spice up Snap Who. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We got through a ton of stuff this week. There was actually like tons to talk about. Uh, some great discussion about the bundles. I thought that was, uh, that was probably like the hot topic in my mind. Yeah. I kind of wanted to I just get, uh, I guess, our opinion on them. And I mean, there's, they're probably going to change in the future. We're going to see how the bundles, you know, change feel like they're not just going to be like hey we're just going to throw out random bundles with random prices uh i've found it interesting like some are gold some are some are root like actual money it's, it's an yep. interesting mix uh we'll see what happens there uh justin thanks so much for joining us any last words for the uh, viewers and listeners um not really to be honest i just think everyone should be saving up their gold <laughs> to spend on these cool as and expensive as bundles <laughs> but also really Save up your tokens and really pick which cards you want to buy. Um, yeah, for sure. It's it's pretty important. Like I bought Luke Cage at one stage and used him for like half a day, <laughs> and have not touched him since. Not to say that I won't use him in the future, yeah. but like major regrets. Justin, are you a corporate plant just sh- shilling for uh, people to buy bundles? <laughs> yeah, you, you guys should definitely buy bundles. Magic. Nah, um. um 
<laughs> I, I, I will only buy bundles with gold that I earn in-game. Interesting. Okay. Inter- we'll see, now, anyway. We'll, yeah, we'll see if that changes down the line. I feel like there's going to yeah. be a cool a cool variant that you're like, yep, I'll, they, I'll, I'll buy it. They may be able to entice me with, like, the best Deadpool variant what, you've ever seen. What if they say, hey, Justin, here's 10,000 collector's tokens. <laughs> No, I don't want to unlock. I don't want to unlock every card. That's not. <laughs> that's not what I want to do. I love it, guys. Again, if you are, if you use Twitter at Infinite Snap Pod on Twitter, we'll be uploading all the decks and all the links to things we discussed today. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening. As always, thank you, chat. Uh, if you want to join us with the live chat, uh, we are live on Tuesdays at eight thirty PM Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, you can, if you jump on the YouTube, uh, Shadow DTV is where we uh, stream the the podcast. You can see uh, in your local time zone when we are live. Guys, thank you so much, and we'll catch you in the next episode. See us. Bye.